Hello and welcome to Facts Only, the podcast where we speak only facts. I'm your host, Adam Waif. I don't know why I added my, my name there. It, it kind of made me feel more official, do you know what I mean? It's like one of those American host shows where they have the host say their name. It adds some kind of, you know, substance. Now that was a word that went right into my brain then. I was like, wow, I, I dug into the archives of a dictionary, pulled that one out. Off to a great start on this podcast. But in today's podcast, we are talking about the art of letting go and resetting your dopamine levels. Now, this is a big one. This is a big conversation. I've been wanting to talk about this sort of subject for a while. It's um, it's something that I've been working on over the last few years, and it's had some tremendous results. And I feel like once you get tremendous results, you should definitely share it with people. Otherwise, that is gatekeeping. Um, do you know what I mean? I, I'd love to hear some kind of advice from people if they get some good results. So this is what I'm doing. So I'm going to literally break down different um, parts of the process and different techniques and things that I learned and did during my self-improvement journey. Now, I've got a list down here and I really went into it. I love writing down um, my ideas recently on notes. I don't know if anyone uses their notes as like a diary slash journal slash notes section slash everything slash random words slash shopping list you know what I mean? it's just it's so great so i'm just going to go through it and i just want to quickly start this before we even go into this whole um conversation and all this i just hope that everyone's having a great day so far i hope or an evening do you know what I mean? it could be any time that you're listening to this i actually really want to know what time people listen to this because the last time i checked it was actually in the morning um sorry er, well late into the night slash early mornings so i hope i'm not going to shout or you know wake you up too much so i'm 27 and i'm fast approaching 30 well, not fast. I, I actually feel like it's slowly approaching 30 because life is long. Life is actually long. As fast as months seem to go by, it is still long. And I don't feel like there's any kind of scariness about approaching 30. To being 27 is actually quite nice. I feel like being 26 was a bit random. It was just after 25. You know, 25 is kind of like a middle, middle stone. And, you know, your brain's fully developed at that point, hopefully. And then you get to 26 and you're like, well what do I do now? You know, I'm 26 and I, I'm just kind of not 30. I'm not, you know, young. I'm just kind of in the middle. You are still young. But anyways, all sorts of midlife crises happen. <laughs> but um, 27, it's it's all right. I feel very mature right now at 27. I feel like because I feel, I, I, I don't know, it, it, it's a different thing. This year I, I've started it off with not drinking. You know, I've read some books. I've been looking after my diet i'm a vegetarian i feel really responsible and i feel like maturity equals how much uh, responsibility you can you know handle and that's a lot of it so starting off with the letting go and resetting the dopamine levels it, it kind of handed hand in hand works together um because it all st it, my kind of journey into starting this was after living quite a fast life, everyone kind of does, but you know, I, I specifically lived the fast life because of this YouTube fame and, you know, sudden influx in earnings. 
well increase and um and that means that you know you're going out loads you're going clubbing oh just drop something um you're going clubbing you're going out loads and you know that means you're drinking and you're just indulging and overindulging in lots of things and it's fun it's a fun fast life just doing all that i mean people don't really give it up it's not really something that kind of leaves people you know the session getting on it and you know you meet people that are in their late 50s 60s still love having a drink and having a laugh so it's not exactly that's not that's not the issue it's just that um these days there's a lot of peer pressure and a lot of pressure to kind of indulge in the skins sort of lifestyle when you're young and i definitely followed that narrative for a while i loved the kind of skins recklessness and just being this young ball of energy and um it was a fun it was a fun time but i feel like what's weird is over those over those days when i would have like loads of sessions and, and, and go out loads i i kind of had a glimpse of thinking surely this isn't gonna last forever like surely this isn't like sustainable and i know that's probably an overthinking thing to do when you're like 17 18 19 20 but like it's well <laughs> yes there's a lot of years of thinking that um but it i feel like once you kind of start thinking that stuff then it's slow this fun slowly starts to fizzle out because when you're when you're 17 and you turn 18 it's just fun because it's fresh you can go to clubs and you can drink for the first time you can buy alcohol and cigarettes you're just like wow i am i am so cool and this feels new and i think that's the newness that we all love is is the thing that makes things great you know you're trying something new is is just is a great feeling um but obviously once that feeling then wears off it's no longer new and it doesn't feel as fun anymore that can be with anything you get a new video game and then it's really fun at the start and then slowly it starts to feel a bit boring and you're like well i want something new so then you get a new game or you download another expansion pack but it can be with anything and um and the, and once i realized that the whole drinking and everything was was going to come to an end at one point I didn't really kind of stop, you know, it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to stop now because that's a bit boring <laughs> to be honest. Do you know what I mean? You kind of, you know, you have these thoughts and you're like, yeah, whatever, I'm young, let's go out. So you don't really have to think deeply about things. And I, I think that's a good thing. When you're young, you shouldn't have to think deeply about things too much because you have the rest of your life to think about it. That's also one thing is that it's, it's quite fun not thinking deeply and when you're younger because it's, it's you, you don't really want to, overwhelm yourself with knowledge and, and new and new perspectives until you're ready to kind of give it all in and i never even thought that i would be here now talking about you know well i, I did a year off alcohol and now i'm doing another it's just kind of like one of those it, it, it it's so interesting how things can change basically and that process comes to the art of letting go and if I wasn't able to let go of my kind of lifestyle of sessioning and partying and having fun, you know, and, and living the usual UK life that uh, entails drinking lots of alcohol, then I wouldn't have been able to see the progress and change and growth that came from doing that, that leap. And that required me to let go of, you know, certain habits, let go of certain ways of living, letting go of certain, certain you know, uh, ways that I would 
just live and it's a it's a lifestyle a whole lifestyle and it it's it kind of seems a bit dramatic at first when you're like okay i'm not gonna drink and then you're like oh gosh what your friend's gonna think and then what you're thinking oh no i, I can't go out there because it's gonna be you know tempting and then it's a whole load of loads of things and it makes you want to just have a drink anyways you know what i mean self-improvement makes you so accountability is hard so it's kind of like oh gosh no why would i start that today let's start it tomorrow but i feel like that's that's a normal thought i still have these thoughts like now it's like of course i i've got the hang of my self-improvement line and, and it no longer is kind of a whole thing i don't need to be like some guru that's floating right now but it, it internally i know i am that person do you know what i mean i don't have to physically change myself in, entirely to become like some some buddhist monk after a realization I, I can embody all of those practices within um so so i'm going to go into why it links the the art of letting go and kind of resetting your your happiness levels and these are just my personal experiences my personal advice so you know it it's not a it's not a fix and i don't say it's going to cure anyone and you know i'm also not a doctor so uh this isn't this isn't a doctor's advice i just give advice to myself and if it works for myself then i always give it out to other people because i don't feel like you know we sh we should hold these sort of things so um obviously everyone kind of knows that living the fast life can damage your happiness levels now you're probably wondering well no it actually increases my happiness levels i like going out i like going to festivals i like you know partying now now these things aren't exactly bad um at, at all it's just i know there is an absolute wreckhead <laughs> culture out there see i could talk being like oh you know you shouldn't go out and don't be drinking sound like some parent and, and brushing it off like you know people are going to go out there and be saints i've been in 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 the sesh rooms you know i've been out out i've been i've been there so i've been there done that got the certificate got the reward now i'm just observing it <laughs> but it's it's obviously it's hard to do it when you're in the mix and that's why you've got to get out of the mix and you've got to let go of that fast life and slow down and the the, the first step of letting go is slowing down because when you're when you're when you're always doing something you're always on the move you're always out and about you're always socializing always meeting up with people always planning something for the week you know always got the meals planned and you know it's always something there's always a momentum to the future and it's a movement to the future always continuously going and it's quite hard i've done i've been there you know when you're 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 going out you're saying yes to everyone and everything you're like yeah i'll do that i'll work that i'll work the overtime work the over hours i'll i'll go and meet my friend yes i'll be your therapist yes i'll listen to all of this yes i'll solve that for you yes i'll build the shelf yes i'll do the shopping and it's a lot it's a lot of things to do <laughs> do you know what i mean so the art of letting go also starts with letting go of all of that because why why is there so many things to do why like slowing down and realizing that you have to kind of reprioritize everything and part of letting go is also unlearning a lot of things because we tend to feel like we're right the ego in our mind just kind of feels like we're right all the time it's like well i've got here this far you know i might as well be right you know i'm not dead i've, I've obviously done something right so then we're obviously counting on ourselves but we have to also unlearn a lot of habits and routines and thought processes and you know self-limitating beliefs that keep us stuck 
because if you're happy with your life then you don't really need to let go you know you could be listening to this and like, Adam, I, I, you know, what am i letting go i don't want to let go of my life my, my whole friends family and everything that's not what i'm saying it's it's more of an internal letting go than an external because i mean if you let go of everything right now after listening to this podcast you quit your job you you you, you cancel everything Fair play to me. You moved to Bali. Do you know what I mean? Fair play. That may be your step of letting go. Go make that trip. Book the flight. You know, get all your savings out and then just spend it on traveling and experiences. That would actually be my advice. But keep some in savings and obviously think about your future. But your future could be the fact that you spent all this money, experienced all these fun things, learned how to make a business whilst traveling, and then you've made more money whilst traveling than you did at home. And then these savings are tripled by the time you're back. But then I have to slow down with that because sometimes it's exciting to talk about these things. And sometimes it's exciting to suddenly go, I'm going to book that flight and then go and do that and sporadically spend all my money and you know and overindulge and then date that person and blah 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 blah. very fast and i think it's it's obviously because when we're young we have a lot of energy and and it's drilled into us that you know when you're young you know you've got to use your energy when i was your age i had none i was overworked and it's it's very true that we have a reserved amount of energy but it's it, it you don't always have to use it and I feel like when we're young, we're like, we've got to use all of our tank, work so hard and, you know, work jobs that we don't want to work and work there for long hours. And, you know, because we've got the most energy and the older people sacrificed all their times. They went through wars and they, they went. But these are, but these are all the past. And, and people that haven't let go of these things are going to still bring them into our present. It's, you'll see a lot of people refer back to the war and the, and the older generation are like, back in my day, it was harder when we were younger. We went through wars and, and we went through this and we went through that. And it's a, and it's quite self-centered to, from a historical perspective because if you read historical books, you'll realize the collective like population have been through a lot. We've always been going through something. This is like a constant going through something. Do you know what I mean? So it's like fair play a generation have stuck on their trauma their traumatic events and they, they finally get to talk to it to people now do you know uh, and that's why people stay in the past and they stick to n- like nostalgic thoughts and and it's hard to f- see change and progress but it, it it's it's something that they need to work on which is the art of letting go and I, I guess it'd be like but these are the only things that they have you know these thoughts these memories these fun times and these fun things and that is true that is very very true and if these are the only things that people have to like hold on to which is memories and and people and faces and you know these stories then maybe they should be able to have them but if they are you know contradict you're contradicting other people's beliefs and they are they're hurtful and hateful then maybe they should keep it to themselves but that's easier said than done in these day and age i mean people can tweet it type it and say it however they want freedom of speech but letting go of that anger against those people is also a thing that is 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 one of these uh, topics that I'll talk about. So we know that living a fast life can be damaging to your brain, and we know that the older generation say that it's harder for uh, uh, for them back in the times that we are living now and the ages that we are now. But it's it's comparison is the thief of joy, and and when we're constantly reminded of these things, it's like, well, gosh, they went through a war. Now I've got to obviously, you know, be better, work harder, and, and make them proud. But it's a lot of pressure to put under uh, under yourself, and there's a lot of fear in this because 
I feel like the older generation are, are slowly, you know, r realizing their their fate, and and with that comes, you know, feeling scared and and projecting it onto the younger generation who have a lot more time and energy, and that is also again, I I have so much, I I can understand both sides so much that I'm just kind of like, okay, well, let me just let go of any judgments on that, but as long as it's not kind of you know forced upon people their perspectives and uh, and making people feel guilty. That never brings change. So the next point is, the art of letting go has to also make you realize that fear of missing out is a myth. Now I had a hard time of this, like with this when I was younger. Is is fear of missing out? It's like, oh, I should be at that party. Why didn't I get invited? Or I should be out out with my friends. Or I look on Snapchat or Instagram or wherever social media, and I see people out, and I'm like, oh, I should be there. Why aren't I there? Or that would be fun. Or I should be in this country. Or it's a lot of um, comparison. It's a lot of comparing, and it also takes you away from the moment, making it seem like where you are isn't where you should be. Or you know. It, it's, it's, it just strings your awareness out, out, of, um, out of clarity. So when the, the sooner and better that you realize where you are isn't worse than where you think you should be. And you're always in the right moment at the right time. Uh, and you've, you've also, as long as you're safe, then you're always in the right moment at the right time. If you're not safe, then I feel like there should be steps to try and secure that safety. And obviously that's against easier said than done. But it's 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 letting go of kind of thinking that you're missing out on things. So you can actually start to enjoy your life, start to enjoy your own company and start to enjoy the company of others that are in your life. Um, because it's very it's very easy to be influenced by the crowd. But once you can start to not think you're missing out on anything, then your life will become so much more enjoyable, so much more enjoyable. And for an example i used to think that going out was more fun than staying in but now i actually look forward to a friday and a saturday or friday or whatever or a sunday just kind of staying in do you know what i mean and just relaxing not being hung over it's absolutely peaceful and i i never thought i'd get to this point but it's so much better than feeling anxious and anxiety in the morning and being nervous and you know just feeling ill and it just regrets it's just horrendous and that isn't a life that i wanted to be living so that's the change i had to be willing to make and that requires letting go but the but the benefit of letting go of the nights of drinking and going out is the mornings that i feel great and i can do more and i'm more productive and i feel happier um, and a natural dopamine starts to be filled. So instead of feeling good from a, a temporarily feeling good from a drink in the evening, I feel really good, great in the morning from an actual good sleep. And that like nine hours of uninterrupted sleep makes me feel great in the morning. And that's actual dopamine that's coming to my brain instead of these false, fake substances that keep you feeling that you're, you know, getting something from them. But the real dopamine comes from doing the hard work. But the hard work's not even hard. It's like, oh, I'm just going to chill tonight, watch a film and go to bed. That sounds cosy. Do you know what I mean? And then you can go out again if you want. But it sounds cosy. Like that's To get the actual reward of being happy requires doing something quite easy, which is you know looking after yourself, having water instead of drinking and going to bed. But this whole facade of like this whole kind of script of being an adult 
kind of is promoted to say, oh, have a drink and then you'll be an adult. Do you know what I mean? Have a beer and then you'll be a man. Have some wine and then you'll be a woman. It's like, <laughs> okay, who said, who made that up? I didn't, I didn't see Ad, Adam and Eve with a pint in their hands. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's all a bit made up. So um, once you realize most things, you know, the adverts and, and the, the, the companies behind all of these products and stuff make you feel like these are the events that happen because of them and you should just kind of realize that you actually have that all within you and you don't need these things to feel that way and it takes it doing it once to do it twice that's what i always say it's, it is that simple do it once and then you can do it twice do you know what i mean and then see how you feel you don't have to do all this if, if you like going out and you like being hung over because you actually just get to slough and and be like lazy then do that but then realize you can also do that without being hung over you don't have to use the oh i can't go out the house and i feel ill and everything i'm just going to be in bed all day and everyone's like yeah fair enough you can do that without being hung over you can be like you know what guys i'm just going to chill today i'm not doing anything i'm just going to eat what i want chill just like if you were hung over but you'd also feel better and then even when you do it for a bit maybe you'll be like you know what i'm just gonna go out so it's all about letting go of your own like beliefs and how you've done things before. You don't always have to repeat a cycle and make sure you, you're, you, if you're always repeating a cycle, you don't have to follow the patterns. Letting go honestly makes life easier. And this way of letting it go is just as simple as that pause. <laughs> it sounds like the most guru thing ever, but we do talk a lot and letting go here's another example of letting go let's just and that was a pause you see that's just letting go it's a subtle not need for continuing the conversation continuing the pattern continuing to like explain yourself continuing to talk about why your your issues are your issues your problems are your problems your triggers are your triggers it's that's the art of letting go sometimes you just need to be quiet and just be still and in that silence is what people and brands and products try and buy into that silence is the most peaceful thing ever and and, and You've got to realize that you have that at any point in your in your life and you you can always cultivate that silence and peace whenever you feel like doing it you just got to quiet the inside noise by slowly letting go of these thoughts slowly letting go of these expectations slowly letting go of the way that you react to things and also the way that you react to things really does determine your life because i've recently noticed that a lot of people are using social media and giving a lot of care out really simply so you know the way i could say it there's a book called the subtle art of not giving a fuck and after reading it i kind of gave came out of the lesson of basically give less fucks or give more fucks to things that you care about not everything needs your attention now this is a good point in you don't need to give a fuck about everything. Like it's a really simple st <laughs> statement, but a lot of peace and happiness comes from the art of letting things go, but not caring about everything that's out there. You don't need to be triggered by everything that's there. You can also hold the belief and be affected by things, but you don't have to react in a way that's gonna negatively come back. 
because if you see something that you know you don't like it's obviously great to speak up about it but if everything you know you see online makes you feel some type of way and it makes you angry and anxious and you you react to everything and everything is taken literally and personally and you feel like the world's against you then it's just going to make things harder but this doesn't mean that you become desensitized and like detached from the world and everything it just simply means that you care more about the things that you care about and value and kind of let go of the things that you don't so you're not overwhelmed by this negative world and also the world and the business world and the media and everything is is literally built around making people get triggered by saying things that trigger them say using death that's one of the biggest triggers that anyone could use or say against humans because it triggers an emotion that everyone's got is the fear of death so you don't want to be able to have to react to everything all day every day that's exhausting so if you want to cultivate some inner peace and happiness it's definitely a good process to not care about everything care about you know your family your friends the things you like to do your feelings your desires yourself your loved ones your partners you know your chickens <laughs> but just just make sure not to care about things too much it, and and you can allow yourself to do that maybe if you're an empath and it's it's just hard to do you know you, you like to care for people you like to care for things you like to care for animals and environments and environmental causes and people and countries and causes but it's it's also you've got to make sure that your cup is is still being filled without caring from an empty cup otherwise none of these causes and these issues can be changed or helped from you if you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed by all of them now the simple awareness of of causes and things that you care about is the first step but you don't have to always implement action and speak about it in that moment you can slow down and uh, and and remember life is long still life is long still so so take your time but also don't care about everything and be selective with your cares now this also could link to cutting cutting out the people pleasing because if you if you people please this means that you care too much about what other people think and how people are going to perceive you and, and how how they're going to react when you don't do something if you say no if you're scared of saying no then then start trying to say no do you know what i mean it, it, it's that simple but it will be scarier and i've i've experienced it before where you're like why can't i say no like i just want to say yes and and you should start saying no set some boundaries and realize you also have the option to say no if you don't even if you don't even consider no as an option and you're you're kind of one of these people that like to just please everyone then slowly ask yourself why are you getting pleased that way are you looking after yourself and your needs the same way you cater and look after other people if not then you should definitely try to look after yourself a little bit more because then you will be able to help other people the way you want to it doesn't mean you know cut everyone off and just stop helping people and stop being a caring considerate person but it simply means just kind of slow down and help yourself as well maybe start a 50 50 contract with yourself where it's you help out yourself then you can help someone else or you help someone out and then you help yourself out so do you know what i mean as long as you're in the mix never leave yourself out now another uh, like really important part of letting go and, and inner happiness is don't be afraid of change now change really does take a lot of commitment and courage uh, commitment and courage because change is scary at first you know doing anything different 
and changing routines and changing thoughts and feelings and and conversations and even changing your bloody outfit or, or what you're having for dinner or your breakfast routine is scary do you know what i mean your body and mind doesn't really like change at first it sees it as a threat it sees it as kind of a potential danger but that's just its old survival network using you know primitive ways of of thinking it's like oh gosh maybe something's going to kill me maybe that fruit that i'm about to eat with this yogurt might kill me that bacteria in the yogurt is is alive wow that's scary so i'm not going to eat it see it's all these comforting things that you're like oh gosh i'm going to eat something safe instead of changing my diet because i know this isn't going to kill me because i've had it before it's safe it's safe it's safe but then it long in the long term it kills you. Do you know what I mean? That's the irony of safety. It's 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 a sold package self uh, safety, and uh, it's a sold package. So once you actually choose your own future safety by eating stuff you perceive as dangerous now, like you know vegetables, then you'll be fine uh, in in the long run. So it's always good to kind of focus on the future. Um, but whilst living in the moment and enjoying it, these changes are scary at first. But once you start to do it, you'll start to enjoy it. And it's the same with anything. Honestly, when I was starting podcasts, I was like, how do I even talk? Do you know what I mean? How do I even talk for that long? Can I even talk for that long? And then you end up just talking for that long. And it's it's scary at first, but then you just do it. And, and action is honestly the best step towards change. Now, also, the best action is challenging yourself to get out of your comfort zone. Because staying in your comfort zone doesn't bring any growth that you actually look for. Now, if you don't want to change anything, then don't change anything. But honestly, if you want to push yourself out there, then I would honestly recommend pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. Now, if you're someone who is a bit socially anxious and they have anxiety or, you know, say that you're scared to talk to anyone new, then I'm afraid there's no simple option. But you have to put yourself into those situations that you're afraid of. And fear is a really big illusion when it comes to these sort of mindsets. Now, I'll give you an example. When I went skydiving, I was absolutely terrified before. I mean, you can imagine the night before in the hotel, I'm like, shall I even do it? Why am I even risking my life? Maybe I should just be grateful for the life I have. Like, why would I even jump out of a plane? What if I'm the one that like doesn't survive? You know, of course it is. Adam Wave, the YouTuber, goes out of a parachute and does it. It doesn't open and he dies. But that didn't happen. So I started, you know, reaffirming the thoughts. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to survive. This is going to be cool. This is going to be fun. This is going to be great. And I, and I was challenging myself to get out of my comfort zone. I was like, you know what? After this, I'm going to feel great. And then once I've done it, I don't have to do it again or I can do it again because I've done it and I know what it feels like. And once you know what something feels like, you know, a new feeling and a new situation, a new perspective, then you can decide whether you want to do it again. But it's the doing it for the first time, which is the hard part. And that's all it takes is doing it once. And then after I went skydiving, I really wanted to do it again. Like instantly, I was like, let's go again. But I didn't because that would be a bit silly because maybe the second time it goes a bit wrong. I don't know. See, now I'm going back in the loop. But it's all about doing it first because I know the feeling of flying out of a plane. Do you know what I mean? And that's that's a nuts feeling. So I can explain that and describe that and feel that. And, and it lights me up when I talk about it because I did it. And if I didn't do it, I was like, nope, I don't want to do it. I'm afraid of doing it. I'm afraid of skydiving then i would never ever ever be in this situation where i know what it feels like and it was amazing absolutely amazing and i'm grateful for myself for actually challenging myself to get out my comfort zone 
Now, one of the actual biggest things, as as I'd actually point it out as one of the biggest things, is practicing delayed gratification. Now, as tech, as technology kind of progresses and is so much faster, and you can get things now, you can order food now, you can get get things really quickly within twenty minutes, and it makes us a little bit impatient for future results. I mean, if you want to, you know, do anything that takes a little bit of time even a couple of days if you order something on amazon and it says all right let's go for a couple of days delivery then you're like well no like, well, so what happens to the next day delivery what happens to now what and an hour i need it now 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 and it's very very impatient and a great way that i learned how to kind of increase my my patience when it comes to delayed gratification is to stop youtube for two years and I know that's, that sounds drastic, but it, it actually it was a whole thing because I I love posting content and I love posting my results and I love doing things now. So if I make a video, I want to post it today. And what I had to do is kind of learn new techniques on how to um, delay my gratification, which was also looking after myself. You know, if I want to gain some muscles, I can't just get it today. I'm not going to take steroids. So, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's a slow process and the slow process was so much better than the fast instant gratification and validation that i would have got instantly and it's it's a big practice and also not posting on instagram as much you know not trying to get validation every day not trying to get social media validation because social media is a real big drug and you can get hooked onto it um so so one thing i just love doing is is also painting it's all these slow things where it takes a long time to dry or even clay. Do you know what I mean? That takes a long time to dry. It's just slow, slow practices or even small things like, you know, um, saving some biscuits till the evening. Do you know what I mean? Instead of having it in the morning. Delayed gratification or saving, you know, your favorite thing for a different time after you've completed something. And it's putting some principles before getting that pleasure that really helps to improve the delayed gratification and it also eases a lot of anxiety so you don't have to think everything has to happen now like i need to get the best job now i need to be having a house and a, a whole family now i need everything now you know why don't i have it now and it causes panic and fear and it doesn't really help the results that you actually want to get so slowing down and letting go really does help and i guess that is part of practicing delayed gratification is letting go because it, if you let go of the expectation and the need for it now, then you'll be so much, <clears throat> so much happier in the future. Gratitude is always the solution. Now, I understood gratitude a little bit when I was younger. I kind of, you know, be grateful, you know, and, and, and I was grateful. I always, you know, when we had a family dinner, there was a there was a you know we do a prayer to say thank you for the dinner and that was my idea of gratitude i also kind of saw gratitude as a religious thing and i don't know I, i've only just kind of thought about it now i'm just gonna have a sip of water and i am so grateful for that water you see that water has uh made my first go and i'm grateful for that See, great gra gratitude is 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 quite funny when you start doing it to the small things, and I, I that's that's a way that I learned how to do it at a grand scale, because at the start, you know, 
it's it, people say you know just be grateful and you think what be grateful of this whole entire situation be grateful for the state of the world be grateful for my situation be grateful for this pain be grateful for you know how i'm being treated or be great do you know what i mean and there's lots of questions it sounds like a why yeah it's easier said than done dummy and you know i get that i get it of course you know it is you know it's, it's like well of course we're going to be grateful how are we going to be grateful in this world it's very easy to be like skeptical about gratitude <clears throat> but i started doing it to the small things so you know i'm on the toilet look to the left there's toilet roll oh, i'm grateful for that toilet roll do you know what i mean i'm gonna have a cup of tea oh there's a tea bag i'm grateful for that tea bag where did that tea bag come from oh it's come from india nice oh i'm grateful for the people that made the tea and it goes down a whole kind of road and you know path that you never really thought about now you think about india now do you know what I mean? how how did i get there now i'm grateful for being grateful <coughs> it's honestly like let's have this dinner tonight where's this pepper from oh i'm grateful for this pepper now you don't literally have to say it out loud otherwise it's a long day you probably take about four hours to cook this meal and <laughs> you know yeah everyone's left you but you know maybe you're grateful for that situation for happening do you know what i mean <laughs> now this doesn't mean that you have to be grateful for everything because uh, well you know if you don't have to be grateful for mistreatment you don't have to be grateful for for bad things happening it's just it's just kind of finding lessons and and being grateful for other things and small things around you that can give you a little bit of joy and if you find yourself complaining about something find just find yourself also uh, you know combating that with a level of gratitude so if you're like oh i hate my job then you can be like well i'm actually grateful that i'm in a job and i have money coming in because there are people less fortunate than me that don't have a job and don't have any money so you know i actually am grateful that i get to go to work to be fair so it's, it, it, can, it leads you down a rabbit hole of different thoughts and different perspectives. And gratitude, that's why it's hard for people to listen to people say, just have some gratitude, be grateful. Because grateful, grateful and gratitude is just the surface word. But when you actually embody and embrace gratitude, it, go, it takes you down a rabbit hole of different thoughts and different feelings. And it brings up different you know uncomfortable feelings if you're not actually thankful for your circumstances and your life you'll start to be like oh gosh wait i'm actually complaining a lot wow i'm actually really not that grateful for like for things i have and that actually i have a lot going for me and maybe i should just be grateful for it and it's it's it's, it's kind of you know i feel like gratitude is an uncomfortable honesty with yourself because it starts with you being and accepting and, and acknowledging the things around you instead of be living in a dream world, living in your head, living in the future or the past. You have to be grateful for what's in your now. And that's hard for some people because if you have been like mistreating or, or not even grateful for things, it can be hard to be like, oh gosh, maybe I should start now. But it's also, you've got to let go of that guilt and shame that comes with new realizations and new thoughts and new accountability. Otherwise, if you start to become accountable and then you're like, oh no, I hate myself now, then that's not going to help anyone. So you've got to let go of the judgment on yourself and just react from a place of simple awareness. Now, don't rush and remember the day that you plant the seed isn't the day that you eat the fruit. This is a simple kind of acknowledgement of not rushing the process there are times where I thought maybe I should speed things up and it's always kind of made me slow down again. I, I always read that. It's like I always used to use this kind of um, metaphor 
or, or statement where it was like, I'm doing the slingshot effect where I'm pulling myself back and then I'm going to propel myself forward. And that used to give me a lot of anxiety. But then I realized, well, it actually, once you, you know, pull back the slingshot and let it off, you've got to pull it back again. But it also lets go. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's actually one of these things where it was a, a steady progress and a steady process instead of rushing. I always thought that once I was ready, you know, I'm at this fitness level, I'm ready now and I'm, I've got enough money and I'm ready to do this. And when I get this, I'll be ready to go then. But I feel like that's not the approach that you should be looking for. It's It's more that you should start now. You should start with what you have. You should always, you know, slowly start. And then you'll suddenly be there and suddenly get to that thing that you wanted. Because instead of it, trying to get it now and rush and, and try and get money fast and try and get things fast and try and get results now, you'll so, slowly realize over time that you've actually got the results that you wanted and you've also slowed down in the process. Because if you really, if you plant a seed, you don't get to eat the fruit on that day. And this all links in again to practicing delayed gratification. Because if you if you can't, slow down and you, and you love to rush things then you're definitely not able to practice delayed gratification because you want the results now and you have to ask yourself why do you want that feeling now like why do you want to have that thing now why are you rushing now why do you need that now and then you can go back into gratitude and say like well actually i don't need it now i'm grateful for what i have currently and it feels quite good to have this and i'm going to slowly get there and slowly start the steps i'm going to slowly take the steps go to the gym day one and i'm not trying to you know run a marathon day one it's slowly getting there and slowly being able to realize that you can in the future get what you want so it just slowly takes some time and definitely not rushing but don't be afraid to don't be afraid to slowly do things and this is another example where it's like if you if you want to slowly change it's going to slowly change your environment and your friendship groups maybe might might be changing and you slowly realize your beliefs aren't the same your values aren't the same and you you know no longer like having your time and being your energy spent around people that you've always hung around and obviously this is where it comes to don't rush you don't want to suddenly one day be like quit your job quit uh, cut off cut off all your mates and then cut off all your family and just be a manic energy you don't want to do that you want to slowly make your changes of what you want to do to your own personal life don't control other people and then let go of the need to you know feel like you have to go to the pub and see them and then maybe slowly over time your lifestyles won't resonate and and people will let go of those connections over time naturally you don't have to force things straight away and get the results you want you can be ah. Oh, I don't want anything near me now. I don't want anyone near me. I just want me and myself and I. But no one's an island, so you've just got to remember that. One of these things, it's 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 kind of gracefully doing it. That's a good word. If you if you start to change your habits, you'll see if if things align. And um, it's just perfect to to remember. Like, don't rush to make choices you might regret later. So that that's just a nice little ending to that part there. So this next word that I made up is called landmine. Instead of, you know, like a landmine where it, it blows up people um, in wars are used. Uh, it's used in wars. Uh, it's a landmine with a D at the end. So it's uh, literally your mind. And th this next part is avoid your land. Uh, avoid the landmines. It's no longer a physical threat, but rather a mental one. 
There are people out there that are clever at identifying people's weaknesses. So make sure you identify your own so you can see when someone's intentionally triggering you and then react from a place of mindfulness rather than impulse. Now over my years, now over the years I have definitely noticed that there, there are people that are very good at psychology, reading people, how, how people act, how people think, and they, they use that to their advantage. And, and you know, you can call these people manipulators, narcissists, and, uh, and all sorts of labels. Um, but we're going to call them landmines. Because you want, you want to avoid a landmine. You don't want to be standing on a landmine because you blow up. And it's pretty much the same thing with these people. You want to avoid these sort of people. Now, it's very hard to avoid people. I mean, you can walk down the street, bump into anyone these days. Do you know what I mean? Or, or online, you see some someone's online. Do you know what I mean? It's very hard to avoid people. But you, you, can, al- you can avoid the landmines. So you can avoid their mind. You know, So identify people that, well, if you can identify your own weaknesses, then it's going to be very hard for people to try and trigger and use you. And this doesn't mean that you have to be skeptical or paranoid about everyone. It's, it's a process of let, letting go. But it's, it's also kind of, it involves you having to realize your own weaknesses and your own strengths and, and working on those weaknesses and getting out your comfort zone so those weaknesses aren't used against you. Now, we're all capable with loads of strengths. You know, we have lots of good qualities about ourselves uh, and we can we can always, you know, end up doing our best. But we can always be doing better as well. And there's always people that are doing better in in a different way not better in terms of life but in terms of like thinking and let's let's think about it as computers there's there are super fast computers and then there are slow computers now if you're if you're running a slow computer obviously if you're if you're trying to if, if you're running a slow computer and a virus comes onto that slow computer then it's going to completely you know destroy that computer the chances of survival on that computer is quite low and once a virus infects that computer, then it's going to slowly corrupt it inside out. Now, say that you have a fast computer and a virus goes on there. Instantly, it's identified the, the viruses, it's identified the attacks, and it's got up the right defenses, and it neutralizes them appropriately. Now, that's similar <laughs> to any of these situa- situations. I just laugh then because I do love my analogies of minds being computers because it really helps me. I'm a bit of a geek. Um, I love my computers. And it's just a really good way of kind of teaching what I'm explaining because if I talk about it through computers, which I'm obsessed with, then maybe people will resonate with it a little bit better. Um, but yeah, that's what I call the landmines. I'm actually, um, if, if you want to go more into this and you also want to read this because um i i've wrote i've written this down and I've, I've got a whole load of um chapters and pages on all of this stuff i'm actually writing a book at, at the moment and it's nearly finished but i also i also feel like i want to continue living and experiencing some more things before i finish it um because that's part of the book is experiencing and implementing the new things that i learned so i can actually write about things that are beneficial for other people um, but again, I'm not rushing, rushing the process. I'm implementing uh, delayed gratification and it will come out when it's, when it's the right time. So the next thing is don't be afraid of silence. It's always nice 
being around people you know and having distractions around you but your true wisdom and guidance comes from within so i'll give you a a practice if you want to try and do this is is try and sit with yourself slash your mind for at least five minutes without any distractions learn to quiet the noise and ground yourself into the moment you know because doing this helps you move with intention and clarity rather than being in autopilot i find that if you start your day um i i find there's there's like a lot of noise in my mind at the start you know you're just you're waking up it's like a computer slowly waking up and all the tabs are still open from the day before and you're like well gosh got to close a couple of them and um so that's it. So you just kind of, you know, don't be afraid of silence. I, I find that meditation is probably the best answer for this. Or if you're not comfortable with doing that just yet, then try and just sit and, and don't use have your phone near you. Don't have any music on and just close your eyes and just sit in a nice silence. And you'll realize that that ends up being a meditation in itself. You don't have to have all the music on and, and a yoga mat and the outfits and everything and incense going on. You, you can just literally simply close your eyes and bring your back yourself back to the moment and focus on the breath it's great to just sit and do a few deep breaths and feel the air going through your lungs it's kind of a relaxing process and then you when you w- wake yourself up from that you'll realize that everything's a little bit more calm than it was before so don't be afraid of silence i know people tend to not like their thoughts and their brain but if you actually just witness your thoughts and observe them and don't try and act, like attach yourself to them if you let go from your thoughts, then you'll you'll 100% realize that these thoughts can't hurt you and they're literally passing like clouds. Imagine clouds are your thoughts and they just go past and you can't latch onto one. And if you do find a nice one comes up or an interesting one or a great memory or a good idea or something, latch onto it, grab onto it and then and then let go of it again if you don't need it. But take what you need at the moment and then just let it go. And this is all the process, you know, it you never really want to attach yourself to anything or any thoughts or anyone or any any outcome external thing just let things pass and and let it flow through you and then you, you'll be able to kind of silence your own mind over time it'll be a practice it'll be hard it'll be long but this is where delayed gratification comes but if you do it you know five minutes a day ten minutes a day you'll slowly see over time that your mind can be a little bit more controlled or even not even controlled but you'll witness your thoughts and be more aware of it and it, w- it won't hold as much power over you, which will be so much more beneficial in the end. So if you talk to yourself and, uh, and you don't give yourself any compassion, you know, if your mind's telling you all of these things and there's a lot of noise and, it, and it's, you know, you're, you're not your best friend, then you're going to have to slowly learn to sit with these thoughts and ask yourself why and who is saying this to yourself. Because like, if you wouldn't say this, to, to a friend or a family member then you definitely shouldn't be saying it to yourself so give yourself some compassion and ease and see how far you've come in life but my best advice would be to give yourself compassion like you would a child now if you find your mind is always saying horrible things about yourself picture yourself saying that to the child version of yourself now imagine your your literal child version of you the younger version of yourself sat across the table from you and and picture yourself saying that horrible stuff to the child version of yourself and that wouldn't be nice so you know it's okay to be harder you know harder on yourself than others but only if that comes with a softness as well you know because the world is mean it's unfair place but as long as your internal world is at peace nothing external can corrupt it 
because if you if you're always horrible to yourself it's going to brush off onto other people and and if that's your normal and that that's your norm you've got to really identify where those where that hate came from and and what made you so angry at yourself and angry at the world and ask yourself those difficult questions and then give yourself all of the above and everything we've spoken about the self-compassion and, and ease and let go of all of that it's a al- allow yourself to feel through that um, because it's there's no need being mean to yourself when everyone else is trying to do that so just just give yourself some patience and and identify how you're talking to yourself is a great example to use the child version of yourself in front of you and and see it how you know how would you feel if you were saying that to the younger version of yourself now i actually use this example with um sort of addictions uh, back when i was starting and it's a great thing say that you're addicted to cigarettes and alcohol or other substances put them in front of that child version of yourself your inner child and would you give them to it because like would you really put a cigarette in front of your inner child and say smoke this and if the answer is no then you should you should probably not do it i mean you still should hold yourself as purely as you do your inner child and that's when things start to not become like aligned because you let go of that that bond and that trust that you'll look after them and then you end up using substances and and abusing your your body and it sacrifices that bond between you and your inner child so it's definitely good to use that example if you really want to dig deep into making some change if you don't i know that could be quite a a deep practice to do but it's a very great one and it's worked for me but most importantly the best version of yourself that you keep dreaming about is within you right now it's simply just a case of slowly remembering that because you see you've always been capable and lovable it's just that the world and society doesn't accommodate that it really doesn't and and it doesn't accommodate the individual's needs but it rather it produces what it thinks the people need so society doesn't accommodate the individual's needs but rather it produces what it thinks the people needs now this is obviously the end product of a capitalistic system but remember that you are always the best version of yourself you hold that version of yourself within it's simply just remembering that and it's sort of like a uh, like an onion the inside is the core and at the core of yourself you are p- like you are pure and lovable and and you are the best version of yourself because you like literally if you think about it right now you can think about who you want to become that that is literally in you now that is you now you thought about it now do you know what i mean and if it isn't it's an external factor then you need to align your actions your behaviors your your income and all of this to be that person because when when you deserve the now that you really think you should have it should be in front of you by your actions and um but also through through letting go because you can do both you can be working hard towards your dreams but you can also let go of needing to do it con- continuously because you can appreciate and be grateful for where you are right now and also who you are because you aren't defined by what you do but also you're just you're just defi- you're, you're just defined by what you let yourself to be defined by because it doesn't even need a definition you just need to let go and enjoy being yourself because you are truly unique and i say that from the bottom of my heart and um it does go on to society um it does go on to society not accommodating things so if you if you if you're always mean to yourself and you're letting all these external factors 
you know get to you 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 just got to remember that nothing external can hold power over you unless you let it uh, it's very hard to do i mean it's it, it can be hard not caring what people think and you know i mean showing vulnerability takes courage in a world full of insecurity showing authenticity can be intimidating you know as long as you keep it true to yourself and nothing external will penetrate your walls but it takes some time it takes some practice it takes some acknowledgement and you've just got to start that today remembering who you are like to remember who you are you've got this far you've got this far and you will continue to go further but just remember if external factors are, are bothering you try and figure out why Fig try and figure out what inside of you is it getting to and if if you don't always have to react because the internal world is getting annoyed don't let it corrupt you and just kind of let yourself ground take some deep breaths before you react because reacting can make you do things that you'll regret later so just kind of slow down and, and and take your time and remember nothing external can hold power over you unless you let it now one of the most important things that i've thought about uh recently and and in times of when i've needed it is this too shall pass it's always important to remember the flow of life and that statement there is is so good it's this too shall pass nothing is as permanent as it feels and this too shall pass you know one minute you're reading this and you're listening to this podcast and then the next minute you're 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 out with friends and this too shall pass it goes for emotions also if you're having a bad day remember this too shall pass it's simple yet effective um it's it's honestly one of those things that i've repeated in my head numerous times you can think about that statement whenever you're in times of need or you just want to think about it today it's this too shall pass and it's an amazing thing to think about imagine you know you're, you're stuck in situations and you just got to remember that you've got to go to bed and this too shall pass and you say it enough times it will give you enough confidence and courage to you know push through things if you're you know committing to something and you're you're feeling frustrated and you want to give up remember this too shall pass now the last thing i want to say is it's okay not to be okay now i know i'm i'm preaching all these things and these changes and these new mindsets and all this courage and momentum and and everything can be overwhelming and if you're simply not feeling good and you're not feeling okay it is okay not to be okay and there are people out there that can accommodate yourself you don't have to do everything yourself now i know that the self-improvement game can be exhausting because working on yourself is exhausting but um, you, you can be accommodated and helped by other people and there are resources out there that can help you if it gets too bad. So make sure to reach out if that ever is the case. Um, but there also, you know, this too shall pass. That is a good st uh, statement that I'd give out there. Um, but there is always, you know, a fitness plan or a new outfit that is promoted to make us feel better. But we actually need is like what we need is to feel our feelings instead of running away from them but you can do both you know buy the outfit and, and feel the feelings but remember not to run from them because you know if you run from what you feel you'll never reveal what you need to heal and i'm going to leave the podcast on that note um it's been a pleasure talking to everyone i hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast make sure to take some of this in and remember the change can only happen from the implementation of the action so make sure to go out there and keep on being you and remember it takes small steps to eat the fruit i will see you in my next podcast it's been a pleasure peace out <laughs>